Welcome to the Redemption Recap, reminding you of what is happening here at Redemption. Here is today's episode. Hello, friends. My name is Jordan. I am the host of the Redemption Recap, a podcast reminding you what is happening here at Redemption Church. Um, The last two weeks, we have been going through a new sermon series called Mission 24, and we have been going through our mission statement, which is we exist for all people to experience redemption, live in freedom, and become partners of the gospel. Now, the last two weeks, we've been focusing on just the first part, and I'm really excited because we have James here today to talk about the last two weeks, honestly, and go into a little bit of um, a a recap of what has been said and um, just kind of dig in a little bit deeper. But before we get into that, I do want to... um, focus in on experience redemption, because, you know, obviously when you say experience redemption, most people think either the church or, you know, the redemption properties and the redemption qualities of Jesus Christ. However, I want to I dig in a tiny bit, and when I think of redemption as a whole, I think of the redemption stories. And for me personally, I would love to um, hear your story, James, because um, knowing who you are as a person, I get to share an office with you. I get to talk and do life with you all the time, and it's so much fun. Um, but the reality is, is not everybody has the opportunity of sitting down and talking and having this conversation. So, James, I would love to know your redemption story, uh, your childhood, what brought you to ministry, what brought you to Redemption Church as a whole, and whatever, wherever uh, wherever the conversation goes as well. I would love to hear about you, James. Yeah, of course. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, it is funny, like, talking about, like, oh, I'm going to be on the podcast. Like, I get to be on the show when, like, we do share an yeah. office. And literally, this is just, <laughs> like, we just hang out in here. Are you like, good on Monday? Yeah, like, every day is an episode of the podcast for us, because we're always sitting here talking, which is great. Yeah. But now it's, like, feels very official. Yeah. And I was, like, telling you just a couple minutes ago, like, you overthink all the questions all of a sudden, just because there's, like, a camera and there's yeah. lights. I'm like, we could sit here and talk all day. Yeah. But now that there's, like filming happening i'm like oh how do i talk to this (laughs) dude what do i say (laughs) (laughs) anyways um so in regards to your question yeah so i am the youngest of four we all have j names uh to kind of get into like a little bit of family background um so grew up um you know just west of here kind of the wasian lions area i'm really close to the michigan border actually and so we grew up going to church in michigan um, and i pretty much went to that church uh, the majority of my life Uh, so both my parents are very involved Um, my dad led worship there my mom was a sunday school teacher and i mean honestly they, they pretty much served every Sunday for years. Um, As a family, they had gone to this church around 30 years. Um, And so, yeah, we really all kind of grew up there, and that Mm -hmm. was really the basis for, um, you know, my faith journey and learning about God, learning who He was. Um, I remember kind of understanding the idea of salvation pretty early on in a Sunday school class. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can remember, like, kind of one of my Sunday school teachers walking me through, um, like, what is salvation? And how do you accept Jesus as your Savior? And, like, what is sin? And and why is there a need for forgiveness? And so I remember early on, um, kind of as a kid, like, receiving Jesus in my heart and understanding, like, okay, this is, like, um, uh, you know, you're making a decision to follow him and follow his commands and um, and kind of understanding, like, he made this sacrifice for your sins, right? So it was pretty early on as a kid that I, I, I learned that concept, understood that concept, but you really you really don't understand it, uh-huh. you know, until you get older For and sure. as you're growing up and then you're kind of seeing, like, 
more of the real world examples mm-hmm. of what does it actually mean that I'm a sinner and what does it actually mean that I, I am in need of a savior. I yeah. feel like that came later on, um, more in my teen years. And, and even now, we're always growing and learning, mm-hmm. right? So I feel even now that there's new things I'm learning about. What does it mean? Like, what is salvation? Why do we need it? What is redemption, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, but that was kind of the start of, of my faith journey there. I had started um, singing and stuff with my dad, uh, I think when I was 11. Wow. Um, I had joined, we, we called it a, a praise team, not like a worship band or anything yeah. like that. And we really didn't have a band. Um, it, that's not really what it was like. It was mostly vocals and, mm-hmm. um, you know, piano, organ. Um, and, and that was kind of my experience growing up. And so I started singing when I was 11 um, and joined the team, I think, when I was 13 officially. Um, and so that was just kind of part of my experience. I know oftentimes we hear like Stephen talking on a Sunday morning about his church experience of you're just there all the time. Yeah. And that was the same for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Sunday mornings, we had Sunday school, then we had service. We were there Sunday nights. I remember being there Tuesday nights for Awanas. I don't know if you're familiar with Awana. I am not. Okay. I have no idea what that is, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Well, st- <laughs> so it stands for Approved Workmen Are Not Ashamed. Okay. And, and basically it's a program for kids where you're just memorizing scripture after scripture oh, after scripture, okay. uh, which was really cool. And yeah. I loved that. So I was there Tuesday nights for that. Wednesday nights, we also had classes and programs. Um, later on, we had uh, another fun fact is I was homeschooled. Okay. Um, so grew, grew up homeschooled, which is nice because then you're able to incorporate faith into your schooling. Yeah. And um, I always make this joke, but usually when I tell people like I'm homeschooled, they're always like, wait, really? You're homeschooled? <laughs> you're, you're normal. You're, yeah. Like, <laughs> you're not that weird. Like you got to throw in the that because I am weird. And I try to disprove them as quickly yeah, as possible. Sure. Like I am weird. I have plenty of quirks. <laughs> like that's just who I am. Right. Yeah. But, um, but what was really nice about it is it did allow for, you know, faith to be incorporated in my schooling. Mm-hmm. And then also it allowed for me to be at the church for the different like extracurricular type things. Yeah. And uh, later on in, in, more when I was in high school, we had started like a homeschool co-op at my church on Fridays. And so even on Friday mornings, I was there. So, you know, that's like four days out of the week that I was kind of in the church building around mm-hmm. other believers, diving into my faith and stuff. So that mm-hmm. was really my foundation um, in, in that sense. And then when it comes to kind of leading worship and stuff more um, in high school, I was given the chance to lead our youth's praise band, which oh, was cool. really cool. Yeah, um, That was a, a really good experience of just kind of learning through um you know, picking out songs, working with a team, mm-hmm. um, trying to be serious about, um, you know, spending time in, in the Word together and, and understanding that like, it's not just music and skill and or talents or whatever, that, that it, it's, a, it's a life calling, right, mm-hmm. about understanding worship more and being in the Word and understanding how, like, Scripture should be defining what we're singing yeah. and, and the messaging. And, um, yeah, so that was, like, kind of a lot of the foundation of, of growing up and... Um, you know, learning a little bit about like how has God equipped me to serve His church. Yeah. Um, so then we got to a, a point where uh, we unfortunately kind of had like a falling out and um, kind of a little bit of a separation. And um, I had started going, uh, trying to figure out like a, a church to go to, yeah. and um, that was obviously a hard time for my family because we had gone there for so long. And um, you know, just trying to figure out where we're all going, right? And mm-hmm. you know, I had siblings. Uh, and like my brother and his wife were going to a different church yeah. and I was trying to figure out what church I was going to. My parents were trying to figure out, you know what I mean? So we were all kind of separate where growing up we were always together at yeah. church. So that was an interesting time for my family just trying to figure out, okay, where's God calling us? What's the next step? How mm-hmm. do we, uh, how do we continue on? And 
um, I'd gotten involved in a little church in Adrian, Michigan, and um, was there for a little bit, and then that really wasn't working, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, they had... Um, that that church had actually like shut down because their pastor was going um, somewhere else and it was during COVID. So it was just a very uncertain yeah, time. Yeah. Um, I had started going to church with my brother and his wife and just couldn't like figure out where, where I wanted to be. Yeah. Right. Um, so again, difficult time. There's definitely some Sundays where church just wasn't a thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and growing up, going to church every week, that was different. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was time where it's like, okay, I don't really know where I'm supposed to be right now. So yeah. I just wasn't going anywhere. Um, and then it wasn't until um, I had a job at uh, the Big B Coffee in Wauseon, Ohio. Okay. And uh, the um, owner of that Big B at the time, he had he used to work for um, Justin Ambergy, who is the owner of the Chick-fil-A's in our area. Okay. And uh, he had found out through that connection that there was going to be a conference here at the church. It was called oh. the Greater Conference. Okay. This was in February of 2021, and um, it was kind of advertised as like a leadership conference. Okay. And so um, so my boss at Bigby, he was like, we should go. This could be beneficial for us as, as leaders within this store. Mm-hmm. Um, this could be really cool. And he, he was kind of like, I don't know what to expect, you know. And again, this is coming off of COVID, so there's like, are we going to go there and is it going to be like super strict on mask policies? Yeah. Is it going to, like, is it going to feel super cold? and unwelcoming. You just mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah. Um, and uh, we, you know, pulled up and uh, that's obviously here, redemption here, yeah. um, and walked in and everyone was super friendly, super engaging. There was three different sessions, three different speakers, and um, we had listened through all of them. And I remember both of us, after Stephen had gotten done with his presentation, we were like, dang, that was really good. Yeah. And and both of us kind of were like, should we like check this out? Because neither of us really had a church home at that time. And we were like, maybe we should just come on Sundays. So let's just yeah. see. Um, and I came back that next Sunday and I've been back ever since. That's awesome. So um, really, really cool. And I, I know I've been rambling now for a hot second, <laughs> but one of the things that stands out to me that I think is cool is that with God, there's always foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, there's times that like, things can feel so uncertain or like, what's next? I don't know where God's leading me. I don't understand this. Mm-hmm. Um, but he always likes to foreshadow things when you like take a second to actually look. And it's super funny, but when I was leading that youth band at my previous church, um, we actually had an opportunity where we came to Redemption back when it was Garden Park um, because they were doing a, a, it was actually like a a girls conference or a women's conference. And I got connected to this through my sister because she had a friend who was putting it on Um, and they wanted, they wanted live worship. So our team actually got to come out and lead worship here um, before, you know, before Redemption was ever even a thing. That's so Uh, cool. Maybe not before it was a thing, but before it was here, right? And before I had heard of it or knew anything about it. And so I always, I always joke with Lindsay that I was technically the first person to sing on this stage, but <laughs> not that it matters. No one's keeping track. Not that it's a competition or anything. <laughs> right. So, um, so it's just cool because, you know, that was years ago. And then coming back, you know, obviously they did a lot of work on the building. It looks mm. amazing in here now. Yeah. The stage is different. I can remember like sound system wise was rough <laughs> when like we couldn't hear anything back when we were doing that like little conference. And so it's just really cool to see how like God, worked here and how he was almost foreshadowing like mm-hmm. I, I would have never expected to come back here let alone call this my church yeah. um my church home you know what i mean so yeah. uh it's just really crazy to see how like god can kind of work through those redemptive stories like you mm-hmm. said that um yeah there is there was some separation and some um some time of like sorrow and grief to leave a church we had gone to for so mm-hmm. long but also seeing where he's led us to and um i, I never would have expected to work for a church i never like i didn't expect any of this. Yeah. And so it's really cool that um, 
like this is my church home, but I also get to work here and I get to like Monday through Thursday, it's like church every day. Yeah. And we get to spend time with people, um, you know, that are part of the church, part of my teams, whatever, just loving on people and just watching God work in people's lives and also him working in our own lives. And it's been a blessing. And like, I just, most of the time I wake up and I can't get over that this is like actually my life. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. It does. Okay. There's a lot of it actually. Let's take a quick break to hear what's happening at Redemption Church. Hi, I'm Stephen Whitlow, pastor of Redemption Church, and I want to invite you to the Clear Truth Conference, March 14th through 16th. The conference is all about encouraging and equipping the body of Christ right here in Northwest Ohio. We have speakers coming in from all over the country, representatives from The Daily Wire, Babylon B, Turning Point USA, and other authors and pastors who are going to preach from the Word of God and offer cultural insight on how we as the body of Christ can stand for truth and lovingly but boldly proclaim truth in the world that we live in. The conference is for anyone, any believer of Christ who wants to be encouraged and equipped by the Word of God. I hope you'll join us. You can check out more at cleartruth.media. What brought you to Redemption Church was an, an act of God. Let's be real. Yeah. That's what it was. Absolutely. God connecting the current, the, the, the dots that yeah. brought you here. Yeah. And I love that because God is just so cool like that. Yeah. Like, without even thinking about it, he was like, <clears throat> I'm going to get you over here, and you're going to love yeah. what's in store next. Yes. So um, what's really cool, too, is you're talking about the different seasons of the of getting out of the church uh, and going without a church and then being a part of a church. And, you know, I, I'm personally in a different season than you are. I mean, let's be real. I think I'm 32, and you're like 24-ish. Yeah, there you go. Okay, cool. Awesome. I got it right. Yeah, nice. Um, you know, right now, you and I are in very different seasons. Yeah. But I think what's really cool is anytime that we read scripture, um, no matter, I may read it one way, but the season that you're in, you're going to pick something out that's slightly different. In Absolutely. It, you know, and, you know, this past, the past two weeks, we've had a couple of different scriptures that we've been reading and um, really digging into. Yeah. But I personally, because I know the season I'm in is a little different, a little bit different. And I know, again, you're in a different season. I would like to go through some of those scripture readings and honestly, yeah. Read it and and get your input on it. Of course, um, yeah. and maybe like where it applies to you, and then where it applies to me, and just go from there. If that works for you, That'd I would awesome. love to do that. Yeah, I know that we had we had Matthew twenty eight eighteen twenty, which was um, yesterday. Sorry, Sunday the whatever seventh. one it is. Yeah, yes. seven. Yesterday was the fourteenth. <laughs> I love it. We're in like sevens right now. Seven, yes. fourteen, twenty one. I love it. <laughs> so Matthew twenty eight eighteen through twenty says. Okay, yeah. Let's find it. There it is. <laughs> and Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, theref- go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. I... I love this verse, and I, it, it's, it almost as if he's saying, later taters, but I'm going to give you some power before I go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for me personally, it's a good reminder of, in certain seasons where I feel like God might be distant, mm. or he may not be um, screaming over, he- over here, over here, 
he he's still there and he still gives you the power to connect with him, grow yeah. with him and learn from him even in those moments where you don't feel like he's actually like super present in your yeah. life. And um when I read that, that's that's what's speaking to me currently is like hey, even in the waiting, I'm I'm with you. Yeah. I'm giving you the power. And um yeah, that's that's that, that's what speaks to me in this verse. What what stood out to you? Do you need do you need the Bible? Okay. I think I got, I think I got it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's like that awesome, famous passage, like before he ascends into heaven, mm-hmm. where he's like, hey, listen, here's the game plan. Yeah. Um, like, look at all these things I've shown you, and I've led you and, and, and taught you, and then also, like, I'm not even leaving you, really. Yeah. And he even talks about how, you know, he's going to give us a, a gift that's even greater, which is yeah. the Holy Spirit, the gift yeah. of the Holy Spirit, like mm-hmm. being with us. And um, so, yeah, I would agree. I think that does, it, that's always stood out to me, too, when he, like, that last line, behold, mm-hmm. I am with you always, yeah. even to the end of the ages. Um, this idea that while he may not be here physically with us, um, like, he is. He's given us his spirit. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's this sense of um, guidance um, or his presence throughout all of our lives, mm-hmm. right? And you're right. Like, there are instances in which he can feel somewhat distant or somewhat mm-hmm. removed um, but knowing he's not because he's a God that cares, uh, uh, you know, intricately uh, mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. It, like the idea of him knowing the number of hairs on our head, right? Yeah. I love that verse. Mm-hmm. Um, like when it talks about him knowing our needs, he knows what we're going to ask before we even ask, yeah. right? So I think that um, that part always has stood out to me too, not that I'm trying to like piggyback <laughs> off of you, but then also just the practical of, you know, I think sometimes like the world it can feel so empty in that, um, okay, right now we're going through the study of Ecclesiastes in my young adults Bible study on yeah, Monday. Yeah. Um, and you know, that book can feel like really depressing if you don't <laughs> read it in the right lens, because it's like Solomon being all like, everything's meaningless, like vanity of vanities, like nothing matters. The world <laughs> will go gloom. on. Like you came from dust to dust you return. Right. Yeah. But honestly, like when you think about it, that is what the world kind of promises like yeah. the world keeps us busy and distracted with all these things mm-hmm. but in reality there there is an eternal value in it you know what i mean yeah. and so i think sometimes for people coming to the faith this passage can be so exciting because what it says is like no life isn't meaningless yeah. when jesus is at the center Amen. it's not meaningless at all there's so much for you to do every single person in the church has a role and has a responsibility and like god has mapped out a plan for them yeah. right like what we even talked about a little bit yesterday that um like before the the foundations of the earth were poured god knew you mm-hmm. right god called you um and so i think there's like a lot of hope when you look at this passage through that context of like go into all the world. Like, yeah. I do have a plan for you, and yes, it's a it's a partnership, which is humbling mm-hmm. that like God would choose to partner with us so that His will can be accomplished for the advancement of His church and His yeah. kingdom, right? And so to me, it it's so hopeful because in the seasons where it's like, what am I even doing? Mm-hmm. Or like, does God really have a plan for me? It like speaks right into the face of that lie from the enemy or that yeah. fear or that anxiety. It's like, no, God does have a purpose and a plan and, and and he will lead you through it and he'll actually be there with you through it. His Holy Spirit will be guiding you, comforting you, like giving you the wisdom that you need if you're open to it. Amen. And so to me, I guess there's just this hope of like, um, in a world that can feel like, wow, everything's so dismal, everything's so depressing when you look at the news or when you see uh, what people are living for. It's like, oh, wait, there's actually this higher calling that mm-hmm. God has extended to me because I uh, I am part of his family and yeah. I believe in him. So to me, that's what it speaks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love everything you just said. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that, man. And yeah. it's 
I, I don't even know what to say because like it's just it's almost like mind boggling to think about. You it know is. What I mean? It's like oh wow you. Yeah. You care this much? What? We don't deserve it. No, at we all. don't. There. I mean, there's literally nothing that we could do to deserve like him using us in mm-hmm. his ultimate redemption story, which yeah. is the redemption of mankind. Yeah. And like we get to play this small part of it. And like even the fact that like he created us for this time, like kind of to echo the the Esther passage, like maybe you were created for such a time as this. Like he did. He knew what year he wanted us to be born in. And he mm-hmm. knew like the people he wanted us to have impact on. Like it's insane to think that he's had this master plan before he even created the earth, that mm-hmm. he knew out of the millions of people that you and I would get to sit in this room together right now yeah. to talk about redemption and the plan he has for us. That's insane. Yeah, that is, it's hard. <laughs> I don't even know how to like verbalize it, but it's like, You can Yeah, it's just like mind, your mind just breaks. It just yeah. explodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we got into um, the phrase of redemption, yeah, um, you know, one of the values that we have here is Everybody's invited to experience redemption. Yeah. And um, last Sunday, I had the opportunity of reading Ephesians 1 7. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to just read it right now again because one, I got to read it then, and I feel like it's it's relevant now. In your grandfather voice? In my grandfather voice. In the words of Stephen. <laughs> I love that you grandfather said it, not voice. Me. <laughs> so calming. Uh, I'll try not to fall asleep. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <clears throat> In him, we have redemption <laughs> through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses passes according to the riches of his grace. Um, going back to um, Matthew, it is almost a, a reprise of in him, we have redemption. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to, um, I have a plan for you. Yeah. And um, I'm going to be with you through this plan. Yeah. I have a plan for your redemption story and throughout all this as long as you cling on to me we can get through this together you know what yeah. i mean and i think that's just it's so it's so humbling yeah and it really puts things into perspective of he really is a loving sovereign mm-hmm. god like period like there is there's there's no two ways about it he yeah. just he loves you this much that yeah. he has already put a plan in place for you yeah so I just, it's just really cool to think about. And it's, it's almost so, it's so big that you, you will never fully understand it either, you know? Yeah. So. Absolutely. So yeah, I guess when I read Ephesians 2, sorry, Ephesians 1, 7, mm-hmm. that's what I get out of it. It's a reprise of Matthew. Yeah. What are, what are your thoughts of this verse, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a verse that we literally have painted here at Redemption in the hallway with the bathrooms because it was uh, very foundational to mm-hmm. the church's beginnings, right? Like in him, we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins, the, the cleansing of our trespasses, all of that. And um, yeah, so uh, what it means, like you said, the the Word of God is living and active, so it's always kind of speaking something different in different seasons of life. And mm-hmm. right now, I am um, I'm going through kind of a, like a deep dive study on the Book of Romans, um, and it's actually a commentary that R.C. Sprawl wrote. Um, so shout out to Ligonier Ministries because it's really good. Yeah, um, and and it's it's an expositional commentary, meaning they just kind of go through line by line by line wow. of of Romans and like to the point where I'm on chapter 20 something of the book but I'm only on chapter 6 of Romans because it's so in depth. Oh, wow. So in this commentary um, they're kind of talking about this idea of this two-way transaction, mm-hmm. right? Where um, 
when Jesus took our sin upon the cross, essentially he deposited his righteousness into our account, okay. and then our sinfulness was was imputed on him to deal with on the cross, right? To, mm-hmm. to destroy or or eradicate once and for all, right? And, and, and it's this idea that, um, you know, before that happened, it talks about in the book of Romans how before Christ um, and before our, our awareness of God, that we are we're enemies of God, mm-hmm. which is you know really strong verbiage that we don't think about enough. No, that not at all. like apart from Christ, we are enemies of God. Like our natural state is is we you know it talks about in John like right after John three sixteen it talks about like we love darkness over the light. Mm-hmm. Right as people, we 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 have fallen. A fallen condition because yeah. of the original sin, right? Yeah. Man's original sin, this, the depravity of man, right? And so um, sometimes I just don't think we think about that, that, you know, before Christ, God views us as enemies. But then in Christ, now when God looks at us, because mm-hmm. he, you know, put righteousness into our account, when Christ, when, when God looks at us, he sees Christ, right? Yeah. And he sees his righteousness. Um, and I just don't think we, we stand in awe of that enough um, and how humbling that is that like when God sees us, he no longer sees us as enemies, but he sees us as sons and daughters mm-hmm. because of what Christ did on the cross. And, and so really, I've just been spending time kind of both in Romans and then a little bit in Ephesians 2, because um, uh, the verse that you read is, what, Ephesians 1, 7, but later on in Ephesians 2, it talks about um, that we've been saved by grace through faith alone. Yes. that That's really our only, mm-hmm. that's kind of our portion of it, yeah. right, is the faith. There's no works, right? Because yeah. that's what it says in Ephesians 2, is lest uh, any works that man should boast, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about what we do. It's not about how we earn it, um, but rather it's it's just through faith alone, right? Yeah. We are justified by faith alone. There's there's nothing else to it. Yeah. And so, like as you read that scripture, um, I don't, I hope this wasn't like a roundabout answer, but that is like the season of life that I'm in and what I'm studying and what I'm learning. Um, I just keep coming back to just being totally in awe that because of Christ's death on the cross, because of His blood, not only is there this cleansing and this forgiveness of sin, um, but there's also reconciliation with yeah. the Father, mm-hmm. um, which I just don't think. Again, we just don't think about that enough. That God did view us as enemies, and you said this earlier that like God is loving and He is kind, which is very true. But like He is also full of justice and mercy, right? And, and this idea that like you know He He is totally holy. He can't mm-hmm. be in the presence of sin, and so we just don't stop and think about enough that like we are separated from God due to our mm-hmm. sinful nature. Yeah. But because of Christ. There is now reconciliation. We now get to approach his throne with confidence, mm-hmm. as it says, I think, in Hebrews. So it's like, I don't know. I, I've just been standing in awe of that, that, um, you know, through his death on the cross. There's, there's so, it's so much more than just, oh, like, you're forgiven. Yeah. Like, it's so much more. Yeah, there's, there is redemption, but there's, there's reconciliation. And then mm-hmm. there's also this reminder that through his death on the cross, like, Satan was already defeated. Yeah. The enemy's already done, right? Yeah. And like, there's still effects because again, mm-hmm. we live in a fallen world. There isn't, there hasn't been total redemption of of mankind yet, right? Mm-hmm. But also, it's like we can have total assurance that Christ will come back. Yeah, he's gonna come back for his church mm-hmm. because if he said it, he'll do it, right? Amen. Just as he did on the cross. Like, yeah. you know, God had this master plan for redemption from the beginning of time, and just talking about how like he had a plan for our lives, he had a plan for his son's life too, yeah. and he knew that this would be the way that he would redeem. His, his creation, and then ultimately Christ would come back again, and we, you know, the enemy will get thrown into the lake of fire. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, there, you know, we we serve an amazing God Amen. who, yes, you're right. Like, He is full of love, and in that love, He is also just. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know. It's just amazing. Yeah. 
it's 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 really interesting because without even like trying to go into this into this next question that I have for you, <laughs> you you kind of start to like um, start to get into it. Which the question overall is, what is redemption? And and in our sermon notes that we got this past week, we mm-hmm. got some examples of what does it look like, and and honestly some of the answers. But in your own words, and I know that this is a putting on the spot right now, but in your own words, what is redemption for you? Like when you think of the word redemption, what is it? Um, I think for me, redemption always kind of pairs with the word restoration Okay. in the sense that um, when you've been redeemed, it's like you're being brought back into God's original design. Okay. Right. If you think about the garden, like God's original plan was he, he was going to walk in the cool of day with us, mm-hmm. right? Like we had access to God, yeah. um, and we were able to walk with Him. And and the His whole original plan was that we had this close relationship mm-hmm. as sons and daughters of the Creator, right? Yeah. And and so when we, you know, when when that first sin was committed, and then everything was thrown into chaos, and now we live in this fallen world, um, redemption is like being brought back into that right standing with God mm-hmm. um, as His sons and daughters, and understanding that we only have access through that because of what Jesus did on the cross, mm-hmm. right? So to me, it's just this idea of, you know, um, you viewing yourself as understanding, like I am this fallen sinner. But now through the blood of Jesus, I, I'm not that way anymore. Like I was this way. Now because of Jesus, I'm something new, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm I've been redeemed and washed clean by His blood, so that I can be restored to the joy, the hope, and, and the peace um, that is offered to us because of God in our relationship with Him, yeah. knowing that He is merciful and loving and good and has plans for us, all the things we talked about before, yeah. um, and, and knowing that it's through our faith that we've been saved, and now we've been brought back into that right standing. Yeah. So so yeah, the, the, in him we have redemption, Ephesians 1-7. Um, when, I, when I hear the word redemption, it's just kind of this act of like, oh, I was so far off. I am the problem, but now I realize what God's original design mm-hmm. was, and I want to follow him and be brought back into that right standing. Yeah. I mean, it sounds almost, I mean, for me personally, it sounds like the word repent. You know, it's the physical of yeah. turning away and like yes. going the other way, saying, hey, I messed up, and only through Christ can I actually get this right. Absolutely. So, and and you're so right that like repentance is an action, right? Yeah. Sometimes as Christians in the church, we think repenting just means uh, like, oh, admitting I've sinned mm-hmm. and confessing it to God, but we don't actually change yeah. or turn away from it. Um, but you, like, hit the nail on the head when you said, like, repentance is an action. You're actually turning away, going back to mm-hmm. God's original design, yeah. not your mm-hmm. plans, not advancing your agenda or whatever you want, or um, just living in complete defiance of his word. It's like, oh, okay, I'm going to turn back mm-hmm. and follow him because, well, I mean, Jesus said it, you know, in the Gospels, I am the way, the truth and the life. Yeah. No one comes to the Father except through me. So it's like I'm turning away from what I want and turning to him because only through him can I find the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's all those um R-E words, right? right? Redemption, <laughs> reconciliation, <laughs> repentance. <laughs> it was like, it all goes together. We're going to come up with some sort of like word. Um... Yes. Redemption recap. <laughs> like it, it's everywhere, man. <laughs> Perfect. Thank yeah. you. That's a great way of, of wrapping everything up. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> cool. Well, hey, thank you so much, James, for Absolutely. spending time talking with us. I know we share an office, but still, this is a good in-depth conversation. That, it is. Um, 
you know, it was really fun to kind of get to know you as a person, um, kind of see, again, see the season that you're in mm-hmm. here at Redemption and also kind of hear about your perspective on some of these things. Because I'm pretty sure that there's somebody out there that um, everything you're saying is probably in the same situation and or season that they're in, you know? Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you uh, using your wisdom and discernment to, uh, you know, be a part of this. It's It's been a blast. So. Of course. Um, hey, if you are new to the channel, new to the podcast, I just want to say thank you for stopping by. Um, if you are watching via YouTube, please do not forget to hit the like button, share, um, subscribe so you don't miss a thing. If you're listening to this via um, either um, Spotify and or the Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. This really helps us out to let us know how we can um, uh, impact other people, you know. And um, I'm really excited because next week we are actually going to continue the conversation and it will be to live in freedom, which is a continuation of the sermon series. Um, And I'm just, I'm looking forward to it because this was a good conversation. And I think next week we're going to add somebody else to the conversation, but you'll have to come back to see who that is. So thanks. And uh, we will catch you on the next one. The Redemption Recap is an extension of Redemption Church. For more information about the church, please visit experienceredemption.com. Thanks for stopping by.